Welcome to Recess Now, 5-Minute Bid. I'm Ralph Seymour, physician assistant in emergency medicine and critical care. Today we're going to talk about imaging modalities of the pneumothorax. The first thing I'm going to talk about, quite frankly, the imaging modality of the tension pneumothorax. Probably shouldn't be one. If a patient has a tension pneumothorax, they're probably also crashing. And you have to act quickly to save somebody's life. So, my opinion on this is if you have an ultrasound probe at the bedside and you can quickly put that probe on the patient's chest to identify whether there is lung sliding, yes or no, then that's fine. But really, if a patient is unstable and you've clinically evaluated the patient and their exam is consistent with a tension pneumothorax, and we all know what those exam findings are, then you decompress. Now, in the field as a paramedic, you would do a pleural decompression using a 14-gauge angiocath. I have been not in favor of these in uh, recent years because of the uh, teaching of the finger thoracostomy, but paramedics have to follow their system protocols, so that's not going to change. Imaging modalities of the tension pneumothorax should not happen because that delays care. Now, um, sometimes you will catch a significant pneumothorax on a chest x-ray, and that's going to happen. That's okay. But if a patient is unstable, peri-arrest, really taking his or her last breath, hypotensive, tachycardic, um, hypoxic, these are the times where you really want to not waste time with imaging and follow your clinical assessment and decompress the chest either by system protocol using your uh, pleural decompression at the fifth intercostal space mid-axillary or the um, second intercostal space, um, second or third mid-clavicular. Now, let's talk about chest x-rays for a second. Chest x-rays are going to have limitations with pneumothorax. If a patient is lying flat, you might not see the air, okay? So when air is behind the lung tissue or in front of the lung tissue and a patient is lying flat, it is not going to be seen on the chest x-ray. So you have to keep that in mind. You may not be able to see a pneumothorax at all unless the patient is sitting upright, okay? An upright chest film is really what's needed to to identify and evaluate pneumothoraces on chest x-ray. Now, there are subtle findings in the supine patient for significant pneumothoraces that you might uh, pick up, and one of those is the deepened sulcus sign. Now, the deepened sulcus sign, it's kind of obvious. It looks like a hyperinflated uh, unilateral change on the chest x-ray where the uh, costophrenic angle is kind of like really deep down, um, and that's hence the term deep sulcus. Sign. So I just wanted to make mention of that. But more often than not, the flat chest x-ray in a patient that's intubated is an unreliable test for pneumothorax, which leads me to my next thing, ultrasound. Ultrasound is a good test for pneumothorax. It's pretty sensitive, sort of operator dependent, but I think it's an important thing, skill to master. It's certainly part of the rush exam, which is universally taught, and it's something that you should keep in mind when you're evaluating sick and crashing patients. Now, the way I do this is I take the linear probe and I, um, you know, kind of um, 
fiddle with the depth to make sure that I'm getting enough penetration in the chest. I put the linear probe on and I kind of look at like at least three or four different aspects of the thoracic cage to see if I see lung sliding where I should see lung sliding in all of those cases. Now, if you don't understand what lung sliding is and you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's an easy, easy thing probably to YouTube. And we may put something in the show notes to kind of help you out. But what you're looking for is that hyperechoic or bright white line beneath the rib shadows that is kind of shimmering back and forth from side to side. Now, if that's not enough for you and you don't believe your own eyes, then you can switch over to M-Mode. M-Mode, once you hit it, will now demonstrate a pattern on the screen and it kind of looks like a sandy beach with an ocean and a horizon. Okay, that's something we can put in the show notes, but that means everything is right in the world. There's no pneumothorax there. That's awesome. Okay, the next thing though is if you see like something called a stratosphere sign or a barcode sign where everything kind of looks all discombobulated from the top of the screen all the way down, um, that just pretty much means there's no movement. That's what that sign indicates and you're going to have to look at these signs to really understand what they look like but that's the barcode sign and the last thing i want to talk about with respect to imaging is the ct ct is good if you have some subcutaneous emphysema or if you have um some sub-q air on the chest x-ray and you don't really know you don't have a pneumo Okay, and you're not really sure how what you know the air is coming from somewhere. That's clear. So you want to get further imaging, and the patient is stable. You can send them for a plain CT scan. You can add contrast if you want to look at the vasculature, and that's something that can give you an idea where the pneumothorax is or where the air is coming from. So these are just some pearls on imaging modalities involving the the pneumothorax, or lack thereof, involving the tension pneumothorax. I'm Ralph Seymour, physician assistant in critical care. We'll see you next time.